the portion of God's Word uh, that we're asking God to bless us through today from uh, the first chapter of Jeremiah. So just beginning at verse 4, it says this. It says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Uh, before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Allah, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. Uh, but the Lord said to me, do not say, I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. And then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and to overflow, or overthrow, to build and to plant. This is God's word. So I want you to think back to uh, maybe kindergarten or right before you started kindergarten. And uh, you have some younger siblings at home. Uh, but uh, you're excited to go to school. And about June or July of that year, you get a mailing and it has your school supply list. And you ask, what's that? And, then, and you're like, what? I get my own stuff, right? And so mom takes you to, to Target or to Walmart and you get your own backpack and you get your, your own lunchbox or your own lunch bag and you get, your own, you get your own new tennis shoes. But one of the things on the school supply list is also that you get your own crayons. That you don't have to have just a shared box, you know, that's sitting at home with that you have to share with all your, your uh, other siblings. No, you get to have your own crayons. And so sure enough, you go to, to Walmart or to, to Target and your mom buys you eight jumbo crayons just like are on, the, on the, uh, the school supply list. And you open them up and you're like, holy cow, they're actually sharp and they all have their wrappers on. How cool is this? And your mom takes a Sharpie and she writes your name on that Crayola box and, and you put it into your backpack and now you carry that precious cargo uh, to, to school on your first day and you, and you put the, the crayons into your desk and, and you can't wait until teacher says, okay, time to pull out your crayons and you pull them out and you're like, wow, these are sharp crayons and they, they actually work and you start to make your beautiful picture. Everything's great. Until you hear this nasty little rumor. First graders don't have eight jumbo crayons. They have twice as many. They have 16 skinny crayons. Just like big people use. You're like, how am I ever going to last the whole year of kindergarten with my eight jumbo crayons? And so somehow you manage Next July, you get a school supply list in the mail as you're ready to head into first grade. And sure enough, what does it say on the list? It says 16 skinny crayons. And so you head off to Walmart or to Target, and you get your 16 skinny crayons. And you are so excited to have these skinny crayons. Now your penmanship's a little bit better. So you write your name on, with Sharpie on those 16 crayons, and you put them into your backpack, and you take them to school, and, and, now, and, and you put them into your desk. And now that your creativity has just doubled in possibilities. Uh, you are just so excited to, to pull out those 16 crayons and you do your first assignment and, and everything's great until you talk to the second graders. 
because they don't just have 16 crayons. They get 24 crayons. How? How am I going to last for the whole year just with my 16 crayons? Somehow you manage, but when you head into second grade, you get that school supply list in the mail, and sure enough, you, you get to go and buy 24 crayons, 50% more uh, with your creativity. And so you get that, that box of crayons, and again, you write your name on them, and, and, and now you've got a case full of crayons. You know, you got 24 pack. And you, and you go off to school and you put them into your desk and you, and you can't wait to just pull them out and you, and you start coloring the first day and everything's great until you go home on the bus. And you tell the third graders, guess what? I've got 24 crayons this year. And they're like, that's it? <laughs> because you know what the third graders have? They don't just have 24. They have twice as much as you. They have the 48 pack right? The 48 pack, twice as much possibilities. I mean, if you get a picture of the United States, the continental United States, you can use one color for every state. How awesome would that be? And this isn't just a box. I mean, look at, look at this. This is, a, this is a crayon coloring system, a transport system. I mean, it's got tiers and everything. And, and so you are so proud of it that you don't have to tuck it in. It just flips back like that. So you you take your, your Sharpie and you put your first name and your middle initial and your last name and you put your address and you say, if found, call 775-555-5555. You do not want anybody to take your crayons because you are so excited to have 48 crayons. The possibilities of what you can color are amazing. And then you hear a nasty little rumor because the fourth graders... Don't just have 48. What do they have? Not quite. That's eighth grade. But the fourth graders have 64. And it's not just the 33% increase in, in imagination and creativity that, that really gets under your skin. What is it that sets the 64 apart from everything else? Yes. The built-in sharpener. You will never have a dull crayon again. Wouldn't that be awesome? You know, for the last four weeks, we've been talking about uh, tell us a story, the, the powerful parables that Jesus spoke. Jesus never told the parable of, the, of Crayola. But doesn't that little story really drive home Maybe something that's going on inside of our hearts. How we are rarely content with the crayons that God has put into our boxes. We are rarely content with the gifts that God has given to us. Maybe he's given you the gift of playing a guitar, but no, you want that good voice to be the lead singer. Maybe you've been given the gift of intercession where you, you pray for someone and you pray for them consistently, but but you get a little upset when somebody else has a gift that is more visible and they get all the thank yous. Or, or maybe you have the, the gift of, of generosity, but people don't always see how you do those things. And you, and, you, and you get frustrated as you look at everybody else's crayons. Grass is always greener. They've got the 64 when you've only got the 24. They got the 48 when you've only got the 8. And it can become super frustrating. 
as we, as we gaze at the good life of other people. Or maybe even as we gaze at the good life that we used to have. It seems like sometimes if we graduate to a 64-pack, we're like, oh, I wish I could go back to kindergarten, right? Where all I had to do was worry about eight. It seems like we're never content. My encouragement for you today, brothers and sisters, is to be content with the gifts that God has given to you. Be content with the crayons in your box. Why? Because God is actually the one who writes your supply list out. God is actually the one who puts the gifts into the, into the crayon box that you can handle. I mean, you, you look at what he says to Jeremiah here. Uh, he says these words. He says, uh, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. He said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Do you, do you see those four times? God says, I formed you. I knew you. I set you apart. I appointed you. That when Jeremiah was thinking, you know what? I'm not really content, I, or I don't have the gifts to go out and do things. I'm just a kid, he said. God says, no. I'm putting the crayons in your box. I will equip you to be a prophet. I am the one who, who gives you the opportunity to carry out the tasks that I have set you up for. And so when we think about that, that God is the one who gives us our supply list, when God is the one who determines what crayons we have, how many and what variety, the varied gifts for varied purposes, then, then what do we do? What's our role? I think one of the first things we need to do or we can do is to recognize what are the gifts uh, that God has given to us in our box of crayons. Right? Before you, before you sit down to color a picture... Uh, which I forgot to give to the kids. Make sure you g grab one from me later on. But you can go home with this picture today. Coloring contest, bring it back next week for a treat, okay? But before I sit down to color this picture, what am I going to do? Ah, I'm going to look. Okay, well, what colors do I have? Right? If I have 64, I might use all 64. If I only have eight, I might only use eight, or I might only use two. But I, I, I want to determine what crayons I have before I color the picture that's before me. And so how do we do that? Well, one of the, the simple ways to do that is to, to simply use God's Word. God's Word actually defines what some of the spiritual gifts are, what some of the crayons are in our box. He talks about gifts like, well, you heard it in Romans 12 today. If you have the gift of serving, serve. If you have the gift of encouragement, encourage. If you have the gift of leadership, or you know, use leadership. If you have the gift of showing mercy, show mercy. So God, first of all, defines what some of those gifts are. And God's Word can also motivate us to use those gifts, and God's Word can cultivate those gifts as, as it, it makes me better in, in some of those gifted areas. So that's really the first thing to do, is to, is to start with God's Word and say, what what, are, what is God even looking for from me, and how has he equipped me? 
But there's other things that you can do too. And that, I would always start there. That's the primary. But there's secondary things you can do. You can, you can take all these surveys to get to know yourself, to know what your gifts are, and, and how do I put those into practice. You can, you can sit down with someone else and say, okay, give me honest assessment. <laughs> you know, what, what do you think I'm good at? Or, or what are some opportunities that I can, I can use my crayons uh, for? Or, or you, could, you could look at some of your past history. You know, if, if I said, hey, we need somebody to paint a mural on that, on that wall, and, and you looked at some of your art projects in the past, you said, yeah, maybe that's not me, right? Uh, you, can, you can learn from how things have, have gone in the past. If you've never tried something, maybe try something to see, to discover those gifts, or simply start with prayer. Lord, open up to me my eyes. Open my eyes to to help me discover some of those gifts and then give me opportunities to put those gifts into practice. Give me opportunities to use the crayons that you have given me to color my world. That's what God asks us to do. He wants us to use our crayons that he has given us to color the world around us. You know, that's what Sal, Sally was so good at, not to confuse with our Sal. This is a different Sal, all right? Sal, one of the, one of the crayons in Sal's box of crayons was, was the gift of encouragement. Just a fun-loving, uh, four-foot-ten lady who always had her glasses on her head and she could never find her glasses. They were always right there. Um, but, but she had this gift of encouragement and and one day I come into my office, this is 20 years ago, and I find this little monk sh- uh, pepper shaker. She thought it was a funny-looking guy. And I find it on my desk, and on my associate's desk was the salt shaker. Uh, there were two pastors at that congregation. And just a little note that said, hey, I think you guys make a great pair. Thanks for being our pastors. Shortly after I left that congregation, Sal died of a heart attack at a, at a very young age. Um, just was actually on a train going to a show in Chicago and, and died right there on the train. But now even though she's been in heaven for 12-ish years, what she was able to color has still has an impact. Uh, you maybe have seen this little guy in my office and you're like, what does he have a little monk on his, on his shelf for? It's, it's that, is that when I'm down, I, I look at that and I think of Sal. And I think of the words of her encouragement that she gave so often and how she was able to impact and, and color the world around her. And that picture stayed long after she did it. And I had actually used this illustration uh, once with, with them in a Bible class about the parable of Creole. And I, I remember when I, I had my farewell, uh, she gave me a hug. She said, oh, pastor, just remember, I'm the short crayon in your box. She was, she was about four foot ten. And maybe that's you. And if you have your crayon uh, with you, I mean, I, I guess I'd encourage you to look at it, look at it now or, or visualize it. If you don't have a crayon at home and you want to grab one uh, to take home just to remember this illustration throughout the week. You know, but some of us are, are short crayons. Some of us are broken crayons. I'm not going to break your crayons. Uh, but some of us are just, you know, wrappers are coming off. Some of us maybe feel dull at times. But even remember this, that even broken crayons can still color. 
even short crayons and dull crayons can still color, can still impact those around us. And, and that's really what God encourages us to do. He doesn't say, oh, you have to be a 64. You might just be an 8. But then use all 8 crayons to color your world. And don't just get caught, you know, using your favorite crayon when you have 7 or 63 more left to use. You know, don't, don't let that gift of encouragement uh, sit in the box when someone's sitting next to you needs to be encouraged. Don't let that gift of hospitality sit in your box when you have a neighbor who has moved in next door and you haven't welcomed them yet. Don't let that gift of generosity sit in the box when there's a whole coloring book of charities or missions uh, for, that are just waiting to be colored. If God has given you eight, use all eight. If he's given you 64, use all 64. Color the world around you. Is that easy? Not always. Sometimes it's very difficult to put our crayons, our colors into practice. And, and sometimes it may be tiring to do so because you feel like um, the more I give, the duller and duller I become, right? And maybe I don't always have a sharpener nearby. Maybe I feel like as I give... I get torn, or I get lost at times. But here's my encouragement. And, and, and Jesus knew, or, or God knew this as he called Jeremiah to color his world too. He, I mean, you, you look at what he says here. He says, he says, don't be afraid, for I am with you and will rescue you. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words into your mouth. You see God's promise? You're not coloring alone. He says, don't be afraid. I'm with you. I'll help you. I'll rescue you. I'll give you, I'll equip you, I'll, put my, I'll reach out my hand and I'll put my words into your mouth or I'll put my skills into your hands or I'll put my energy into your feet or whatever it is. God says, you're not alone as you carry out his will, as you color the world around you. And so I want you to think about that. Think about the variety of ways that, that God can use you. I mean, when, when God comes back, right, when Jesus comes back, what do you think he wants to see? Does he want to see our crayons all tucked neatly in our box, never been used? No. He wants to see the beautiful pictures that we've been able to color. I have yet to see a parent put on their refrigerator, look at my child's unused crayon, right? But what do they put on the, on the refrigerator? See? They put the pictures that their kids have drawn, that their kids have colored. God doesn't want to display your unused talents. He wants to display that picture of that widow who is encouraged and comforted because you visited her. He wants to put on display 
uh, the picture of that, of that visitor uh, who, who was connected to God's word and grew in their spiritual life. Why? Because you welcomed them when they came through those doors for the first time. He wants to put on display that picture of that child who knows their Savior because you taught them. Jesus loves me, this I know. Is that always easy? No. I know some of you get tired as you, as you do go about that hard work of coloring the world around you and you feel broken and you feel dull. But remember this, that you're not alone. God is with you as you do that. God is strengthening and equipping you to color a beautiful picture. And it's those beautiful pictures that glorify God. And if you need motivation beyond that, just think of the beautiful picture, the masterpiece that Jesus himself colored. And he didn't just need, he didn't need 64. You could limit it to five. All right? That maybe he starts with the black crayon, reminding us of our lostness, of our darkness, of our sin that's in our hearts. That's what Jesus saw. And yet, what did he bring out? He brought out the red crayon of his blood, the color over that darkness. And this doesn't make sense with any color scheme of the world, but when you, when you have his blood, his red blood, color our our dark hearts, what happens is we get the white, the white robe of holiness, the white robe of righteousness that that he wraps us up in. And so now as children of God who get to live holy for him, we get that that green color where we have life and we have peace and we can continue to grow as as we have this relationship with our perfect God until we get to join him in the blue skies of heaven a place that he won for us. And so, brothers and sisters, simply cherish. Simply cherish the beautiful picture that Jesus colored for you as you now go about and color the world around you. Amen. Please stand.